We talk about this a lot, you know, in a lot of different ways, but your website is your virtual front door. And most often, a customer is going to engage with your website before they ever get to walk in your front door and be welcomed by you and your staff and get to know you. So it's really important to make sure that you're celebrating your community and welcoming new people in via your website. So I'm Susie. You see my face here a lot. I also have Mark, but we have two really special guests today. Will you please uh, introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, I'm Raquel. I'm part of the client success team, and I am also part of the DEI committee, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee at Smart Detailing. And hello, my name's Giselle. I'm also part of the DEI committee, and I'm a graphic designer on the agency team. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you here. Sorry, Mark. And this is the first time, Susie, uh, at least some of us have been in the office which is kind of fun because we actually started up next as a podcast when we left the office in 2020 to try and keep us connected. So this is yeah. a bit of an interesting and momentous occasion that, that there are people working in the office today. Yeah, we've come full circle. Yeah. Cool. So we're here to talk about DEI and your website. What, is that, what does that look like? I think that can sound kind of overwhelming or maybe something new, like Raquel, you work with, as a client success team member, you work with a lot of our onboarding folks. What does that look like as someone's building their website? So I don't think that, you know, people aren't typically saying, how do I make a, a DEI-focused website? We're, we're talking more about how do I represent my shop and how do I represent what I do for my community? And I've worked with so many clients and so many shops that they just are doing great work. You know, they're volunteering, they're having people come into the store, they're leading classes, they're leading, you know, all sorts of rides. And they want to know how can they share that with everyone else. And the side effect of that is that you make a more inclusive space. If you put that out there and they and you want to put that out to your community, it shows people what they can expect when they get to your shop. So I think that Really, a lot of people are talking about that inclusivity part of like, how can I tell people that I've got something for everybody, every ability, every writer, every budget, whatever it is, that they've got something for everybody to feel like they can come into their shop um, or just shop online and, you know, get that, get to know them virtually. Yeah, well said. That's kind of interesting because that's a good point that it's not necessarily drastically different to be inclusive because there's other parts of doing business where we make sure people know we have different price range bikes. We make sure people know we have different styles of bikes. It feels more like an extension of that to let people know what you're doing in the community, to let people know the kind of things you do to support riders. Yeah. And I think people really want to convey, you know, like, oh, I am a physical location and I do all of this cool work like in my community and I want people to know about that and I want more people to get involved and it's really inspiring sometimes to just hear about like all of these like big ambitions and goals not just for their shop but for what their shop can become as a community hub um you know beyond the website and that's always been really cool um and so much of it really is just getting getting the content out there and getting the message out there about what you're doing for that community right now mm-hmm. or what you want to do and letting people know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I heard a lot of different messages in there. I think one, it's obviously 
something great for your community, but it's also great for business. Um, a message that I heard in there is maybe like localizing. So you're representing your community, your staff, your people, what you care about. And that's really good for website performance, right? I think that something called SEO, they like that. We said content a few times. That leads us to how is it do you tell that story on a website? Sometimes that's in copy or words, and sometimes that's in imagery. Um, and we build a lot of that content. We talk about that all the time because content marketing is important. The way uh, to success these days for SEO is to have content on your website people care about. If people care about it, search engines will care about it. Um, and that's where, Giselle, you do a lot of that work in helping create the library content that we put into every subscription for our merchants to use, right? Yes, I do. And I'm always keeping in mind, like, how is your bike shop being represented? That's the most basic way to design for diversity is to pay attention to what the imagery is that we're using. Um, so just reflecting on, you know, who are your clients and how can we represent them? And sometimes not just who are your clients now, but who do you want them to be? Who do you want to invite true. into mm. your business? Mm -hmm. uh, if we don't invite people in, I mean, how do they know to come in, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it goes it goes deeper than, you know, just making sure that there's people being representative that look like you, but also people that have skills like you. You know, they may not bike in the same way or, you know, be the most skilled, but we want to mm. represent all those kinds of people. There's no right way to ride a bike. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> upright, upright is great, but um, you know I work with uh, like high school age kids and mountain biking, and mm. like there's no shame in getting off your bike sometimes or having to walk, or there's no right way to look or right way to dress, or you know maybe you love riding your bike but you don't want to race. Like that doesn't make you any less of a cyclist. So. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I really like in imagery on um, websites, especially as, you know, a shopper, any industry, I love when I just see representation of all kinds, just like you talked about, um, because I think it's important to undo the idea of, you know, the non-traditional, whatever that may be, you know, like a non-traditional image of a cyclist, because everybody who's on a bike is a cyclist. And I think that's the mm -hmm. core of it that you have to remember that everybody on a bike is a cyclist. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, Giselle also said uh, skills, and it got me thinking about not just skills as a rider, but um, skills as like a as a bike shop employee or prospective employee. And that having, you know, representation on your website is a really good recruitment tool as well. I think uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, the bike shop is kind of a is it is a traditionally you know a very a very male dominated heteronormative space, and having a website that represents the people that you want to attract not just as customers but also as staff is is really beneficial as well. That's very true. What about um, when we get into painting that picture on the website of, of who do we want to be as a business and who do we want to attract? Um, there is a copywriting component to that. And it mm. seems like these days we're talking a lot about pronouns and how to say things in a way that isn't grounded in history that, that just doesn't apply these days. 
Uh, and there's just better ways to say th uh, a lot of things so that everybody feels included. Um, I don't know, if, Giselle, are you writing copy on that? Or Susie, how do we approach that even with our own smart detailing marketing? Um, I'm not writing copy specifically, but uh, mm -hmm. when we think of what our topics are going to be, we're trying to always think of, you know, our inspiration is inclusive language. Yeah, what I'm writing copy for smart tailing, whether it's like our emails or um, even social posts and like referring to us and our team members um, or, or blog posts, I just try to keep it really general. It's uh, not a super specific answer, but, you know, they, them pronouns. Um, I try not to make assumptions about how people prefer to be addressed. Um about that's all I've got. <laughs> Where do you think that, um, you know, as we're talking with merchants, are you getting any questions about those kind of things or updating copy on websites? Has it gotten to that point yet? Or are we still the ones trying to go out and suggest these sorts of changes? I think that as far as our copy, our copy is pretty well presented now that it really does talk about, you know, the the cyclist, the rider, the shopper, um, you know, not the, you know, very specific category of shopper. Um, and I think that that's always a really good approach. And I often tell people, especially when they're new to the platform, that if you use our words, you're probably in a good place to start. And you can build off of that and use that as your idea for an idea of, you know, the tone, the messaging, and start with our words because they're there for you already. Um, and then as far as how we communicate, um, I know that within our emails that we send out from success to merchants, um, we are thinking about that. Um, a lot of us do have, you know, our pronouns in our emails as well. And people aren't really um, asking about that necessarily. It's just something that, you know, it's a, a courtesy that's pretty, pretty easy to implement. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen it um, in replies as well. So if you don't already do that, um, that's a pretty nice, easy way to begin an intro to inclusive language. Yeah, it normalizes that conversation a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we talked about how I think a lot that we are putting out there, content that we have in our library is a really great starting point. Um, maybe Giselle, do you ever deal with any kind of like special requests or when you're doing like custom content for retailers? Um. Not specifically about maybe inclusivity, more about location. People want to mm. change the photos based on their location. But I can see in the future people, you know, reaching out and saying, can you switch this photo? You know, maybe they're all white men and we need to switch it out. Um, but people haven't been asking for that just because we usually think ahead. Cool. I think it's important to think about some of the things that we don't think matter, uh, matter. So the the way that if you default to a language you know it's salesman it's it's um, delivery man uh, I think there's some easy wins there. Well, I think that for me, in my experience working um, in a shop, even you know that if I'm sending out an email and nobody's ever met me before, I I did have times where somebody would reply with, "Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys." And even though I understood the intent, it never felt. Good, you know, so I think that it's very easy to change language to say just thank you. Or if you see a group, um, like when, when we do have a picture of a group of riders, um, just say this is a group of cyclists, yes. you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to 
like be broken down much more than that. The point still gets across a, a group of gravel cyclists, if you want to get more <laughs> specific, right? Um, and that still gets the message across and thinking intentionally about what you want to communicate and what, you know, what you want to be specific about and why. I think that's, that's what I think about with, um, with imagery and, and copy and courtesy as well. Courtesy. Yeah. 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 You know, we talked about copy and imaging. What are imagery? What about um, accessibility? Like what about making sure that people's needs are met or people with disabilities can, uh, can view and consume your content? Yeah. I, I think when we think about diversity and inclusion, on people's websites or on our clients' websites. Um, something that people don't always think about is the accessibility part of that. We Representation really matters, but accessibility is another big part of inclusion. Um, so we, as designers, always run our pages that we're working on through an accessibility um, page that makes sure they are our pages are compliant with the Americans with Disability Act. So whether that be making sure our color combinations work or our font sizes are long, large enough or um, double checking that the images have text to go along with them in case somebody is browsing with assistive devices is really important because not everybody is viewing your page in the same way. Yeah, and a lot of that or some of those considerations, we as smart detailing are trying to make at the system level. But the system allows our own our merchants to create their own content. So uh, your, your team's covering some of that, the system's covering some of that, but when you decide you want to have new bike day and build a page on your own website, you have to be aware of the fact that there may be a screen reader involved. Alt tag is, is not just an, you know, alt tag started off as an accessibility tool. It became an SEO tool it's now back to what it should have been, which is that's the only thing that tells a device what that image is. Um, and then those tools you mentioned, Giselle, we use a lot of those on the front uh, of the house, too. They're they're free. There's free tools that will give you some tips. They're not going to guarantee anything's ADA compliant, but it's pretty simple to have it look at your page real quick and say, oh, that contrast, those colors are not far enough apart. You don't have an alt tag on this image and fix those things ahead of time. Um, we don't want to fear monger. We want to do it for the right reasons, but there's always a set of lawyers looking for a reason. And we've had some retailers get into trouble with that on that end of the, the uh, world, too, of they didn't do those things. Not only did they not make the website accessible, but they also got a letter, a nasty gram from a from a lawyer about that. And that caused them cost them time and money, too. Yeah. Yeah. What type of resources do we have available? Well, so the Help Center is full of, we got a great page on accessibility. Um, we've got a great team that can point you to the right thing. So never hesitate to call. Uh, I always like saying the number such so right there. 303-527-0676. Press 1 for the first available client success rep. If you press 2, I'm going to answer because that's the sales line. And I'll have to get you over to the client success team. <laughs> or we can talk. Uh, but you can chat or email as well. Uh, and, but there's great resources in the Help Center. There's art, links to articles outside of our world that because this is not just a bike shop concern. This is anybody that's got a website type concern. And right now we also have site reviews. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you do call or email and you're interested in having somebody just look it over and you want to know what when I run my website through those tools, what number do I get yeah. out of 100? 
with the higher being better, um, just ask us um, because we know how to do that and we can help you out with that. So if you even wanted a training session to learn what those tools do, what they mean, how you can use them, because they are really simple to use. It's super informative um, and, and it does lead to um, good conversations and you yeah, know, it, but in, and once you find those things, you know, if, if if you're a busy retailer and you haven't been in uh, the back end of the website in a long time, then the, the team's with you to walk you to that image and go, here's what it means when you don't have that alt tag. Here's where you put it. This is where you need to go and edit your copy, that kind of stuff. So that, that's always super helpful. And those site reviews you mentioned, those are super valuable because uh, I don't know how long you guys, I'm sure it varies by website, but an hour plus goes into looking over primarily the homepage, but even digging in deeper and figuring out, is this the right presentation? And I know our merchants expect us to take care of a lot, and we do. But over the years, things drift. It's just like a bike. You know, over the year, it, it was as good as it got when it rolled off the showroom. Even if you try and take good care of it, over time, it drifts from what it was. Websites are the same. So you take advantage of those site reviews. They don't cost anything. Um, and if you want the training and do the work, then the team's there to train you. If just like everything here at Smart Detailing, if you like the idea and see the value and don't want to do the work, well, then, you know, that's where my side comes in and we'll have our team do the work for you. So uh, it, there's just no reason not to address those things on a bunch of different levels. <laughs> yeah, what did we miss? I, I think that remembering that if you're trying to welcome more people into the shop and you are thinking about it as, you know, making your shop more um, equitable, inclusive, diverse, um, don't, don't strive for perfection. Um, mm -hmm. It's so important to remember that if that's the goal um, to make a more equitable um, space, mm -hmm. perfection isn't going to get you there. Um, awareness, empathy, um, asking for help from us, you know, um, you know, talking about this within your shop, even um, that that's what really gets you there. Um, don't worry about getting it all right. It's a lot of information. Like Susie said, it's a big topic. Um, but, you know, if you're already doing all of the all of the things, that's that's the easy part. Just talk about that. That's such a good place to start. Good point. Yeah. Right, yeah. Susie, I feel like I personally need, needed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think in general, so many shops are doing such awesome work in their communities. You know, we're like, I'm not sure when this podcast is coming up, but right now we're, you know, we're rolling into the holidays. A lot of times shops are working with their community to provide, you know, maybe some free services or rallying donations for underprivileged kids. Like that's really important. And you should be, you should be celebrating yourselves for that. So Agreed. All right. <laughs> anything else? That's all I've got. I don't know about you, Susan. It was, it was fun having some new folks with us here. I know. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Giselle, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I thought it was fun. I was very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll do more and then you'll get less nervous. That's true. It was fun for everybody. I mean, it was awesome. great information. And thank you so much for bringing the work that you're doing uh, outside of your core duties at Smart Detailing to this kind of discussion. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. of, of course. We're very passionate about this. <laughs>